What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Public Speaker Podcast. And on this episode of Speech Analysis, we are reviewing a speech called How to Find Your Happiness in Five Minutes um, by Adam Lippiedge, or not happiness, but life's purpose. So this was a speech I came across on the TED interwebs, and I enjoyed the speech. I thought it was very good. I think the key takeaway from this speech is the personal experience that Adam talks about transitioning into a really, really uh, strong interactive activity with the audience. So this speech was less about the techniques of public speaking, more so about the content of interactivity that Adam was trying to get the audience to vibe with, and the simplification of a very, very deep philosophical question like your life's purpose into five steps on how to figure it out. And then a very good unique and innovative way of how to communicate what your life's purpose is and how to take a basic purpose or a basic description of who you are and turn it into something fantastic. Um, so in terms of content and the level that Adam had in interacting with the audience, I thought this was a pretty good speech. So I hope you guys enjoy this speech analysis and let's get into the talk. On the last evening of my 25th college reunion, there was a party in a tent. There was dancing and music and noise, so much noise that a lot of us started to drift out of the tent so we could hear each other talk and catch up with classmates that we had not seen in more than two decades. So just to start off quickly with the beginning of this speech, uh, the beginning is bringing up a personal experience, not something super, super flashy or not like super really emotional, but just talking about something that happened in his life in terms of his 25th college anniversary, which will then begin to frame the rest of the speech, which is about how to know your life purpose in five minutes. So obviously this personal experience is gonna to start to relay how this gets into that. As I talked with my friends, I made an astounding discovery. 80% of them were unhappy with their lives. I feel as though I've wasted my life and I'm halfway through it, they said. I don't know what my life is all about. Now, I was privileged to go to Yale and we were standing on a summer evening in the middle of Yale's old campus and the people that I was speaking with were privileged and highly educated and financially well off and in positions of power. And they had the first house and the second house. And they had the first spouse and the second spouse. <laughs> and 80% of them were unhappy with their lives. Who was happy, the 20%? Well, we had studied literature and Renaissance rhetoric, and we were the theater people and the history geeks. We had studied classes for the joy of learning, not because we thought they were going to direct us to a specific job. We still got jobs. We were living our lives expansively with life's ups and downs. And we not, did not feel that we had wasted a single minute. And as I spoke with the 20%, the happier 20%, I discovered that each of them knew something about their life purpose because they knew five things. So here's where we're going to get into sort of the crux of the speech, um, which is how to know your life purpose in five minutes. So he's already described sort of the setting, which is that there's 80% of people who are well-educated, probably financially doing well, really well, but they're unhappy. And there's 20% of people who have questioned the nature of what the purpose is and meaning is of their life, which is allowing them to facilitate more happiness within their own life. Who they were, what they did, 
who they did it for, what those people wanted or needed, and what they got out of it, how they changed as a result. Does that sound hard? It, it's not, it's actually really simple. In fact, it's so simple that you can learn your life purpose now. You're gonna know your life purpose now in the next five minutes. Would you like to know your life purpose in the next five minutes? Yes. Can you be a little bit louder because they're making a lot of noise in the tent and there's just this silly little microphone next to my cheek to hear you. Would you like to know your, next pur- your life purpose in the next five minutes? Yes. Thank you. Actually, it's not even gonna take five minutes. So this was a good use of engaging the audience and asking them to answer the question, right? Because it's one thing about going into the speech and starting off to explain uh, your life, how to figure out your life purpose under five minutes and in a, in, a, in a counterintuitive way, right? Because most people don't think they can find their life purpose in five minutes. It's another thing to make sure there is a valid response by the audience to make sure that they're actually engaged and they want to know their life purpose in five minutes, which most people would want to know that if you could actually give them that type of efficiency in figuring out their life purpose. So the asking of the question was really good. It's going to set up what's going to happen in the rest of the speech. (laughs) So can I share something else with you? If you're like a lot of us, you have wondered and worried about your life purpose for a long time. And there are books and magazines and workshops and seminars about it. In fact, Amazon lists 151,928 books that refer to how you can learn your life purpose. (laughs) Well, I know some people who have spent their entire lives trying to learn their life purpose. And look, we can all agree that the unexamined life is not worth living, but if all you're doing is examining, you're not living. This is a really good dichotomy that Adam brings up. Um, So one, you have the statistic about Amazon and 150,000 books, which is a really good stat to bring in there because now it sort of hypercharges his argument, which is that most people don't know their life purpose and most people are searching for their life purpose. And a a statistic that is related to a current event uh, from a current company that obviously sells the most books really makes it easy and intuitive for the audience who probably all knows what Amazon is um, to understand how much uh, self-awareness there is out there or how how many people are actually trying to look for self-awareness. And then he does a really good dichotomy by saying that it's not good to not examine your life, i.e. not search for purpose, but it's also not good to spend your entire life only looking for purpose, which means there has to be a middle ground between the amount of time you spend finding your purpose and the amount of time you spend living out that purpose once you've figured it out. But uh, one one side of the extreme or both sides of the extremes are not going to be good. (laughs) So let's figure out the life purpose right now together who you are, what you do, who you do it for, what those people want and need, and how they change as a result. Shall we do it? All right. Everybody, on the count of five, shout out your first name. One, two, three, four, five. Fabulous. That was the first one, only four to go. That's who you are. So that was pretty simple, obviously, like who you were, you said your name. Obviously, the question of who are you is a much more deeper question, but the simplification of what Adam's doing is making it easier to move on with the rest of the parts. Because if, if it already figured out one part and it took less than a couple seconds, the rest of the parts would probably be a little bit more deeper, but it adds to the sort of entertaining value of the fact that there, it is easy to figure out your life's purpose by just answering some of the more basic questions first before some of the more harder ones. All right, now what do you do? What do you love to do? You love to write, cook, design, 
create iOS apps, write code, crunch numbers, talk, teach? What do you love to do? And if there's a lot of things that come up for you, focus it down by asking yourself this one question. What is the one thing that right now you feel supremely qualified to teach other people? Think about that in one word. Hold it. Don't release it yet. On the count of five, what do you do? One, two, three, four. Great. That's what you do. Now, think about who you do it for. Picture them in your mind. Be ready to say it on the count of five. Hold it. Don't release it yet. One. Okay, who do you do it for? Let's see it one more loud, a little bit louder, please. Over the people in the tent, who do you do it for together? Thank you, that is the spirit that we need. Okay, now, what do those people want or need? What do they want or need that you have, that they've come to you so you can give them this thing? What do they want or need? In just one or two words, hold it, don't release it yet. And on the count of five, one, two, three, four, five. Fantastic, now this is the best one. How do they change? How do they change or transform as a result of what you give them? On the count of five, how do they change or transform as a result of what you give them? One, two, three, four, five. Terrific. Now, we're going to put this all together kind of in a sentence, okay? Everyone together, louder than the people in the tent. Everything he's doing here obviously is very, very interactive, getting the audience, even if they don't want to talk about their life purpose, to talk about it, which is really good in making sure there's good engagement. And now it's going to wrap it up all together. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you do it for? What do they want or need? How do they change as a result? Fantastic. You have all just done something that people who went to Yale could not figure out for 25 years. Congratulations. Give yourselves a hand. Obviously, this is very funny, right? So this is a really cool way of also engaging the audience because you're giving authority and power to the audience by having them go through a very simple method and comparing what they're doing to something that highly educated people, right, were not able to do for the majority of their, of their lifetimes. Um, and this is a good way that Adam's trying to establish the audience as the authority, uh, which is a good way for him to generate ethos, uh, which is just like credibility as a speaker, by giving them the power and having them feel empowered as individual people that know their life purpose now. Why is that formulation so powerful? Because of all those five things that you need to know to know what your life purpose is, only two are about yourself. The others, three of them, are about other people. Who they are, what they want or need, and how they change as a result. That formulation forces you to be outward facing. And all the happier people that I met outside the tent on that warm New Haven night, they were outward facing, they were not inward facing. They knew very clearly whom they served, what those people needed, and how those people changed as a result. And you may have intuited this already, that the most successful people in any field always focus most on the people that they serve than on how they are served themselves. Happier people make it a point to make other people happy and do things that make them feel well taken care of and secure. If you make other people happy, life teaches us, we will be taken care of too. So since you all did so well, we have time for just a little bit of extra credit. 
One of the most difficult things that happens when you meet people for the first time is they ask you this question. So what do you do? And if you're like some of us, that's a really challenging question sometimes, particularly if you're in these moments where you're between things or you're feeling vulnerable or it isn't defined or what you seem to do isn't what you really do or what you're paid to do isn't how you define yourself. So when people ask you this question, so what do you do? And also you got this monologue going on, like why is he asking me, so what do I do? It's because it's that transactional thing where it's like he wants to know if he should really spend time talking to me or, or it's that other thing so he can tell me what he does because he's sure it's oh really so much better than what I do, right? So when somebody asks you that question, here's what you do. You just say the very last thing you called out how what you do changes the people you do it for. So for example, you might say, I give kids awesome dreams. If your life purpose is, I write books for children so they can fall asleep at night, so they can have awesome dreams. So this is a really cool concept that Adam's bringing up, which is that there's always this awkward question, especially between adults, about like, what do you do? Meaning, what do you do for a living? What is your purpose, I guess? Which essentially means like, what job or industry do you work in? Um, and Adam is saying the way we answer that question needs to be fundamentally reoriented, which is that we need to talk about our purpose in the context of who we transform as a result of what we are doing rather than what we do. Meaning, we wouldn't say we're a teacher, we're saying we inspire and motivate up and coming youth, right? Which is a much better explanation than just saying I'm a teacher because being a teacher is cool, but talking about the impact of being a teacher is a much better way to have a conversation and actually engage in a better discussion. So the, the life purpose that he talked about in terms of you being able to figure it out is now intertwined with your ability to communicate that life purpose to whoever you talk to, which overall can lead to a better sense of fulfillment of that purpose that you set out to do. Or you might say, I help people look and feel their best. If your life purpose is, I design apparel for men and women who need affordable choices so they can look and feel their best. Or you might say, I help people get great work into the world. If your life purpose is, I train entrepreneurs and creative people to take decisive actions so they can get their greatest work into the world. And then that little snippet that you just said becomes your personal elevator pitch. And it will always start the conversation because the person that you were just talking to has to ask you a question. How do you give kids great dreams? How do you help people look and feel their best? Can people really get their greatest work into the world? And then you get to tell them and you get to share your life purpose and you get to share how they may come to learn theirs, too. Cool, so this was How to Know Your Life Purpose in Five Minutes by Adam Lipizig. I really don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but I enjoyed the speech. Um, I thought it had a good counterintuitive way towards understanding the nature of finding your life's purpose. And I thought the communication of your purpose was the overall message of the speech versus just 
the, the finding of your purpose itself. Um, Adam didn't really walk around a lot. His voice was definitely not monotone. It definitely uh, fluctuated and inflected itself um, if he was being serious or, or, or more energetic. Um, but overall, I thought the speech was good and the hand movement was pretty normal, right? There wasn't something extravagant in what he was saying. The main takeaway from the speech is interactivity. So if you're trying to do a sort of step-by-step -step process, which is kind of like a... Um, descriptive slash demonstration informative speech. Um, I'm using like technical public speaking terms here, but I made a video on that. You can check that out. Um, you want to definitely walk them through the process, them being your audience, in a way that is interactive, right? You don't want to be super boring and just say step one, step two, step three. You want to make sure that they're engaged in the process the entire time. Um, but yeah, if you guys like that analysis, please like and subscribe. I really appreciate it. And leave a video down below or a speech down below that you would like me to review. It doesn't have to be a TED talk, really. It can be anything. Um, and I'll check it out. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.